Next on BYU Sports Nation, the 2018 BYU football schedule is finalized. Is it too tough, too easy, or just right? How would you best sum up your thoughts on the football schedule? We'll fire up the Twitter machine and read your tweets. Plus, Jeff Judkins, and what is it about the disdain with St. Mary's? Former Cougar Skyler Halford weighs in. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, January 24th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is working on his fridge repair business. Story on that later. So I'm joined by a man who... Literally believes DeLoreans can still fly, Jason Shepard. Uh, have you not seen the movie? Is this a reference to me wearing a vest? Yes. yes. In my in, in Back to the Future being my favorite movie of all time? I love Back to the Future. Dude, Dork it's thinks so he's going to drown. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. Let's see. You yeah. want me to donate to the Coast Guard Youth Auxiliary. <laughs> hey, Uncle so-and-so. Get used to those bars. There's so many. It's great. There's so many lines. I love it. I love you, it. Uh, be honest with me. Be honest with me. If I, I gave am. you this vest, you would, you would wear it in a heartbeat. Totes, you love But this. I would wash it first. I would absolutely wash Saying it. Saying that I'm dirty? Am I unclean? Yeah, I'm not going to catch you riding dirty. I'll tell you that. Uh, the BYU football schedule has been finalized, and it leads off today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. The 2018 BYU football schedule is complete. The Cougars face four Power 5 teams in the first five games. The season opener is in Tucson against the Fighting Sumlins of Arizona on September 1st. We will break down the entire schedule coming up a little bit later. And on this day, I am in the mood. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. 220. Oh, we got it. Wow. I you thought, said we were not going to hit look, that. Look, before the show, I, I played you a little what's Thomas. the chance just with ourselves. I said there's zero chance we're going to nail the uh, syllables on the first try. We did. That was fantastic. Oh, please. That was awesome. Fred Warner. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Is that, was that Kids Day at Gymnastics? <laughs> what was it? Or women's basketball. Either one. Fred Warner comes in ninth on ESPN's Todd McShay's list of top inside linebackers available in the upcoming NFL draft. Warner will compete for the North team on Saturday in the Senior Bowl. Now, he's an outside linebacker. Why is he listed as an inside linebacker? That's interesting to me. I think he's a way better fit on the outside. Inside I would agree with you. to me. But here's the deal. Get in the league. If they're telling you your best chance to get in the league is to play inside linebacker, then you're going to play inside linebacker. I, I just think it's a weird move. He's a he's a better cover guy uh, than he had rushed the quarterback, in my opinion. Anyway. Versatility, Jerem. Yes. Men's Hoops is on the road tomorrow. Take on 16th-ranked St. Mary's. Big game. Last night on BYU Basketball, Dave Rose, Coach Rose, gave the secret sauce as to, as to how to beat the Gales. You can't really mix things up against them. We've tried tricking them and doing this thing and doing that. You just got to you got to be physical, you got to be sound, you got to be disciplined, and uh, then when they miss the shot, you got to get it. It's a really good offensive team, rebounding team, yeah. flipping that, tipping that thing back out. And then you need to get the refs to call a few fouls on them, you know, when they foul you, and hopefully we can do that. Uh, you can't control the refs, that's for sure. Uh, I will tweet at WCC uh, officials, who's a friend of the program, and by friend I mean enemy. We'll see what we can do. Cougars and Gales tomorrow night, 11 Eastern on BYU Radio and ESPN2. 
The pregame coverage with your boy, Jason Shepard, starts at 10 Eastern time on BYU Radio. Thank you very much. Jimmer Fredette scored 38 points in a 113-105 to Shanghai Sharks loss to the Zhejiang Lions. Zhejiang? I don't know. Spencer's not here to help. Uh, Lions. So, uh, 38 points in a loss. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The wait is over. The 2018 BYU football schedule is out. No big surprises, no added games. Without further ado, let's walk through it. By the way, dates can change within a week. For example, a Saturday game could be moved to a Thursday or Friday, whatever. Boise State typically has been that way. Uh, But the weeks and opponents are are official. TV information will come out later. Let's go. September 1st, at Arizona. September 8th, Cal at home. So Pac-12 B2B. September 15th, at... Camp Randall, Wisconsin. September 22nd, FCS opponent McNeese State. September, 20, September 29th at Washington. That September is brutal. Four Power Fives, Jason. Four Power Fives in the first five weeks. Like, the only non-Power Five, as you mentioned, September 22nd against McNeese State. We move to October, Friday, October 5th, Utah State. Now, that is interesting because the priesthood session of General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been the inhibitor of a Saturday night game on conference weekend. Guess what? In the fall, there's no priesthood session anymore. There is a women's uh, session, general session. So will BYU football continue to not uh, schedule on Saturday nights? It looks like it, at least this season. The next week, Hawaii on October 13th in Provo. A bye week. At that point, BYU um, takes a breath and hopes it doesn't have too many broken bones. October 27th, Northern Illinois at home. Then November 3rd, at Boise State. This, I think, could is probably going to move to a Thursday or Friday. That, That's what they usually go to. In six seasons of playing Boise State, only one has been on a Saturday. It was 2015, by the way, and that was a good game. For ESPN BYU. likes those. For, the, for whatever reason, they like this matchup to be on a day that's not Saturday. And They're Boise, usually a Thursday or Friday, as you Boise mentioned. State, the king of Thursdays and Fridays. Yes. Right? November 10th at UMass. Ah, the revenge Foxborough, game. home of the back-to-back Super Bowl champs in all likelihood there. November 17th, New Mexico State, a team that beat Utah State in a bowl game. And November 24th, at Utah. Eight of the 12 teams made bowls, by the way. Last year, the only teams that did not. Cal, McNeese State, Hawaii, UMass. Of course, BYU didn't either. So that's the 2018 schedule is out. So let's get to our Twitter questions. How would you best describe the 2018 BYU football schedule? Simple question. Is the answer so simple? First tweet, at Broncos Lover. Now, is this a Boise State fan or just a general lover of uh, Like the White Denver Broncos? Ford, <laughs> White Fords, Denver, <laughs> Boise State? I don't know. Who is this no, person? I, I, I don't know. We may need to get some clarification on that one. Challenging, but that's what we want to get back to national prominence. To be the best, you got to beat the best. Competitors always do. To beat the best, you need a stinky schedule like 1984. That's what you need. Hey, hey, hey. If nine, don't you dumb down 1984. You don't know you take that anything away from 1984. That, that is the national championship team. And how dare you say anything negative? To think <laughs> anything real, my bad. <laughs> if you want to challenge yourself, you are going to lose games and you're not going to be that relevant. I like a challenge too, but I think BYU's in fifth gear with these. So you're talking about the Boise State, State route. Yes. They play. Two or three meaningful games, win them, win a lot of the rest, and they're relevant. When's the last time BYU football was relevant? Oh, nine. Like, at the end of the year. At the end of the year, oh, nine. So, listen, I, I like these schedules a lot. I just think there's too many tough games on them. 
What's the point of winning six, seven, or eight games? I look at that schedule, and that reeks of five to six to s- losses. It does. And when you're putting in a new offense and you're going out of the road, out on the road for three of the first five, you're at Arizona, at Wisconsin, at Washington. I like that BYU's challenging itself. But there is a line, and I feel like BYU has crossed it to the point that they don't give themselves a good chance to win 10 games. And if you don't win 10 and you're not a – you're just not that relevant. You aren't. Look, this is a schedule, the format, the team's obviously different. But this is a format that BYU has gone to as an independent. If you're going to play some of the heavy hitters in college football because of the conference structure that they're in, there's just not an opportunity on a regular basis. Now, obviously, obviously BYU recently getting NC State to play a game in, in November. That's great. That happens occasionally. As we mentioned, playing Utah, the final regular season game of the year. I like that. I, I, I love it. And the funny thing about that, depending on if BYU makes a bowl this year, the first game of next year is Utah. There's a chance BYU and Utah play back-to-back. Hopefully not, because you want a bowl because game. Because you want a bowl game. Yes. Absolutely. I'm, I get it. I get the scheduling. BYU's got to load up September. Why not just load it up a little with, with one or two good opponents less on the road? I just look at the schedule, and I, I, I see seven wins there. And when you, when you get seven wins, you're, just, you're not relevant. You go to a bowl game. It's not hard to go to a bowl game. BYU did it 12 of the last 13 years. It's not that hard to go to. Like 80 teams go to a bowl game. It's not hard. New Mexico State just went to a bowl game. Like it's not a hard thing. I, d- I like the BYU Challenge itself. I just think it's too hard. And then it's not, it's not just that you're playing Power Fives. It's that you're playing some of the best of the rest. Northern Illinois, quality group of five team. Boise State, I love that game. That's there. You're going to play Boise State, Utah, Utah State already. At Wisconsin. <laughs> at Washington. <laughs> at Arizona is a fun one. I like that. Kevin Sumlin starts yeah, you get a brand Cal new coach. at home. I like that. At Washington, I like that. It's just, it's just too many compat like BYU's going to come out of that hopefully two and three first five. Let me drop some more knowledge on you. How about this stat of the day? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You're saying that the schedule is too hard. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Four of the five games versus P five teams on the road, and you- so not only are you playing the P fives. You're going to their place to do it. Okay, keep this in mind. Cougar Stats has tweeted this time and time again. BYU wins about 40% of its games versus Power 5. That's home and road and neutral, not just road. Road, I would think that number is lower, like in the 20s, 20th percentile. So this is certainly a challenging schedule, right? BYU's playing four power uh, Pac-12 teams. Well, here, And here's the arguments I always hear for this. Well, if you want to be in a Power 5, you have to play a Power 5 schedule. Who says that? No one's making BYU play a tough schedule. In fact, if you want to be invited, do, do you know who got invited to Power 5 conferences that weren't Power 5? Teams that didn't load up, that beat the cupcakes, that won the one to two to three challenging games on the schedule, and then they got invited. It wasn't a team that put too much weight on. BYU right now is, is the strong-ish kid who's putting too much weight on the bar and not getting as many reps as they could at the gym. Just take a little weight off. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying lose all the power fives. Don't play. I'm just saying play like two less. And then and then see if you can't get into the ten, the nine ish nine and a half, 
margin. Right now, BYU is kind of an eight and a half win independent team. That's not going to get you relevant. Look, I, I'm not like I said. I'm not disagreeing with you. I I don't think that there would be anything wrong with taking two of the power fives off the schedule, making things a little bit more manageable so that by the time you're done with the first month, you're not literally physically and mentally beat up. But I understand what Tom Holmo and those involved in making the schedule, you're, you're, you're doing this so that on, that on that year or years that you hit the home run, where you have the team that matches up with the schedule and everything works, that you can put yourself in a really, really good spot for one of those quote-unquote magical seasons. I get it. I don't see that happening with this schedule. If this schedule was played by those 70s and 80s teams, I think they have at least two losses in each of those. And then there's no national championship. There's no Jim McMahon with one loss. There's no Steve McMahon with one loss. There's no 96 with one loss. These schedules are way tougher than anything those teams had to face. No, there's no question on that. And, And... BYU is BYU not because of these types of schedules, because they played in the WAC and they played in the Mountain West. I'm not saying go all the way back to that, but somewhere in the middle maybe or something. The challenge is there, but what do you think? How would you best describe the 2018 BYU football schedule? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Colonel underscore James 83, manageable. I don't agree. How is it manageable to go to – at Arizona, Cal, at Wisconsin, McNeese State, at Washington. Well, and to be honest, two and three at best there. Well, there's, there's really, this year, it's extremely difficult to kind of forecast and play the win-loss game because we don't know what the BYU offense is going to look like. Right, there's a lot right. of coaches, not just on the offensive side, but, I mean, you, you have new coaches on the defensive side, too. There's a lot of unknowns on the BYU side of things to be, even be able to say, okay, well, that should be a win. That should be, you just, it's very difficult. There's a lot of added variables this season. I don't know. That's just kind of the way I look at it. At Laser Sheep, there's some good name brand teams on the schedule. That's a nice mix of top and mid-quality P5s along with some great non-P5 names. If you win, they'll get the attention for it. Coming up, we explore the St. Mary's rivalry with Skylar Halford. He's going to come up a little bit later Plus, on. Jeff Judkins in Studio B. Was BYU his big rival growing up? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversations happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Men's basketball on the road at St. Mary's tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. I will have pregame at 10 Eastern. Our Twitter question today, how would you describe the 2018 BYU football schedule? At YFangirl underscore JB. Difficult, especially those away games. A tough test for a new offensive staff. Indeed, this is certainly a challenge for any staff, let alone a new staff. Um, Jeff Grimes played in the SEC, so he's used to a tough schedule. We'll see how BYU fares with this new offense. And hopefully we have this uh, Gary Croton-like 2001 experience where, wow, similar players, very different result from one year to the next. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem scheduling tough teams. Now, like we were just probably scheduling too many tough teams. Yes, no, and and like I said, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I also can can fully understand – what BYU is trying to do with this. You schedule up, hopefully you play up to your schedule, just like sometimes teams play down to the schedule. Which hasn't happened yet in seven years. I I understand. And then in those years where you do, like I said, have a team that matches up with your schedule and it it works out for you, then you've got yourself a really 
fun season to be a part of. Another guy on campus whose schedule's tough is Jeff Judkins, the BYU women's basketball coach who joins us now in Studio B. What's up, Jeff? What's up, you guys? Okay, basketball scheduling is kind of a different setup. Tom, Tom Homo will schedule football, but typically the other sports will schedule themselves, right? Like Correct. you guys do the schedule. Correct. I have a, uh, my assistant coach, Dan Nelson, does my schedule, and a lot of what he tries to do is RPI and try to figure out cost, what trip, you know, costs us money. So we go on, let's say we go to a East Coast swing, we play two games instead of one game because it costs us a lot less to do that. And um, so, yeah, you know, when I first got into coaching, Coach Majerus told me something. He said there's, there's three things that are important to being a good coach. One is to get good players. Number two is to um, get good coaches that can help your players. And number three is to want to schedule. And it's a, it's a, it's really hard to try to do the do that sometimes, especially when nobody wants to play you or um, you can't get a team that's maybe equal to you to play you because they don't want to do that. They'd rather play a lower team or or play a big five team and get paid a lot of money to go play. So it's a difficult task, and I understand with this football how hard it is, and um, you know what they're trying to accomplish and what they're trying to do for us. I scheduled too hard this year. I went five and six. I probably should have cut two games, won those games, gone maybe six and or gone maybe eight and five or whatever, eight and whatever, or eight and three, and and maybe that'd have been better for my team. But if I won those games this year, we would have been ranked. We would have been a high RPI, and then we would have had a for sure shot of getting to the NCAA tournament. Is there an acknowledgement? And this is what I'm getting at too: is of okay. We aspire to be great, right? And that's BYU. BYU is very aspirational. Yes. Goals are high, right? And it comes, uh, I think, from the theology of the church. Um, aim high, right? But a point where you go, okay, what's realistic for this team, this group, what we can do? In football, it's a little harder. You have to schedule like years you have to schedule out. Way, basketball, way basketball, you're like a year or two out. It's about a year. It's about a year. You know, we're, we're almost done with our schedule for next year. There's a... So you can manage games. it a little bit more. Yeah, okay, this team's been this better, way. Yeah. Um, and try to do a better job with that. And um, we'll have a little bit more control. And, um, you know, our administration has been great. They they tell me, you do what you think is best for your team. We support you 100%. And um, Brian, who's, who's, who is, is over women's basketball, he'll sometimes come to me and say, hey, you need to try to schedule maybe a little tougher game on the road or, hey, try to see if we can get us a, a better home game. Um, like this year we brought Montana State in at home just to, just to have them come in and play us, no return. And it was a positive thing for us because they're a good team. They're going to be the top four of their league, but it was a good game for us to be able to win. So it's tough. Scheduling's not as easy as everybody thinks it is. Sure. Well, one team that you did not have to schedule uh, is St. Mary's because they're yeah. in conference. Uh, you're playing St. Mary's tomorrow night. Uh, the men's team is on the road at St. Mary's. So we, we were kind of talking about rivalries. And, and in the conference, you know, who's BYU's rival? Is it St. Mary's? Is it Gonzaga? For you as a player, you were lucky enough in college playing at, at Utah. You obviously had a rival. You played in the pros yeah. with some pretty good rivals. Who was your biggest rival when you played on any level? Well, when I played in college, it was no question. It was BYU. I mean, they're in a league. You're fighting for a title, you know, with them, a conference championship. And, you know, 40 miles south of Salt Lake. And 
And, you know, so that was by far in college the biggest rival. In the, in the NBA, it was the Lakers. It was the Lakers and 76ers when I played for the Celtics. When I played for um, the Trailblazers, it was Seattle. It was kind of uh, – and then when I played in Detroit, it was Chicago. So it is kind of weird how location causes a lot of things. And I would say now for me coaching in, in the league right now, it's Gonzaga, St. Mary's. It's, you know, and probably San Diego's in there. San Diego's been very good in the women's side for a long, long time. So those are the f- schools that, you know, we we kind of know we need to take care of business with. And, you know, St. Mary's now has beaten me three times. So I had him 4-0, and and now he's won three games. So this is going to be a game for, for us Thursday night. we got to take care of business. St. Mary's and BYU on BYU TV tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time for the women, the men. On the road, 11 Eastern. So it's it's one of those situations where you can watch both tomorrow, which is great. They don't go head-to-head. The makings of rivals interesting. So obviously BYU and Utah, it's, it's just there, man. Like it's, it's For there. all the reasons. No matter how good the teams are, yeah. it's there. And it then is. there's other teams. So when BYU came into the West Coast Conference, I thought Gonzaga would be the primary rival. It is not. There's this healthy respect on the men's side. Gonzaga is what it is. BYU is what it is. St. Mary's is the rival, man. And I think there, there has to be, like, moments of vitriol and annoyance and hatred and whatnot that have made that. On the women's side, have you had that where, man, we just dislike this one team over another for some reason or whatever? Like, for the men's, it's obviously St. Mary's. I, I, I really I, – I don't think it's St. Mary's. For, I think the reason St. Mary's, I would say, is a rival for us is because you got to go through them and beat them. To win the championship. Like a competitive rival. I am very good friends with Paul Thomas, who's the coach there. In fact, probably of all the coaches in the league, I'm probably the best, closest to him. So that part of it makes it a little bit easier. But his team is good, and his team's aggressive, and his team's physical. And um, we try to go at each other different ways with our philosophies of what we're trying to do. And so that makes it really, really competitive. I would say... I would say probably what you're talking about with the men's with St. Mary's where it could be a lot of other things than just basketball. It's other, I would say that rival for us would probably be San Francisco because they beat us in the conference championship. They beat us one time here when we were ranked in the top 20 and they came here and spanked us. And so that team is probably more of that in our side of it. As you mentioned, St. Mary's has had some recent success against BYU. So what do you think the team needs to do to get over the hump tomorrow night? I know that the last time you faced each other this season, Sarah Hampson was not part of that game. So what 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 needs to change? Well, first of all, we've we've done a lot of research of how we played these guys. We went back for many years of right now we cannot put them on the foul line. At, at, at our last game with them, they shot 27 foul shots to our 11. Uh, we can't do that. We've got to cut that down to 15. We've got to do a better job of taking care of the ball and getting a shot every time. We They have a tendency to turn the ball over a little bit more than us, but they are a very good offensive rebounding team, so they make up for that. But we have to do a good job of not turning it over and taking the shot that we have. We shot a, a poor percentage against them. And there's a lot of reasons for it. One is their defense and how they play it. But the other part of it was I think we were a little too anxious. we got to be a little bit more patient. And I think if we can do that, it'll, it'll, the, the, you know, the game will go in our favor. Cassie DeVachere. 
That'd Play, be great. She's playing at a high level right now. Yeah. Um, is she where you want her to be on the court right now? Yeah, I would say Cassie in the last two weeks is the Cassie that we saw last year. And I think there's there's some reasons for it. Number one is we brought Sarah in. Sarah takes up the middle, does some things, so, so that helps. Brenna has been playing a lot better, more consistent with scoring. Uh, Malia has come in and, and done some things more offensively for us. So, so I hope she keeps it up. I think she's playing with a lot of confidence, and this will be a big test for her. All right, we, we usually ask you a non-basketball question. So now that we know you've got the Super Bowl matchup, are you one of those guys that, that roots against the team that always wins, speaking of the Patriots? But and, you did and, live in Boston, so yeah, I don't yeah, know you did have any loyalty there. So, oh, so there, there is like, some loyalty what's, what's your philosophy in rooting for a team in the Super Bowl? Do you always go underdog? Or what's, what's your I go, thinking? I go here? for who I think, what organization, or what best player is a good guy. Is that kind of crazy? Like that doesn't cheat or what are we doesn't talking cheat, about? Here? Is that a, is that doesn't cheat. Philadelphia. Doesn't say <laughs> dumb things. Doesn't, you know, but everybody thinks Tom Brady, he cheats. Okay. I think Belichick cheats. Okay. Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady to me, excuse me, is a class guy. And the way he runs himself, his life, the way he does everything is the way that a superstar should be doing it. And so I don't know. This could be a tough one because I do like the Eagles. They've never won one, so I kind of like the underdog. Um, I just hope it's a great game. It comes right down the wire, and if it comes to the wire, the Patriots have the advantage. So, but it should be a fun game. What are the odds, by the way, if at any point during your coaching career you will wear a cutoff hoodie to coach, <laughs> <laughs> like in practice? Probably we went under. No, no, I won in the game. Pro- probably, in the game? probably if we won the conference over and over and over and. And uh, we've got the in-state tournament, and we got the finals every year like that. I probably would do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Jeff, we appreciate the time. Hey, thanks, guys. Good luck against the Gales tomorrow night. BYU versus St. Mary's, nine Eastern on BYU TV. Our Twitter question: How would you best describe the 2018 BYU football schedule? At Nick Lee, fifty-one. Tough road slate. I'm excited to see BYU in person uh, against Washington, and ending at Utah's nice touch. Back to the Mountain West. Dude. Coming up, big deal, no deal, the death of the talent room fridge. We discuss. It's a sad day. Did he just call himself the talent? But first, Skylar Halford's in Studio B to talk about St. Mary's. Welcome back. I'm Jerem. He's Jason in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are also on demand anytime, anywhere on BYUSN.com. Hey, we just had Jeff Judkins, women's basketball head coach, Ooh. in Studio B. His team hosting St. Mary's tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. You can watch on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Let us refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Let us. BYU football announces the 2018 uh, football schedule. It's complete. The Cougars face four Power 5 teams in the first five games season opener in Tucson against the Fighting Sumlins of Arizona on September 1st, 220 days away. Yeah, there's a little uh, mini countdown there without the music. I like yeah, it. You got it. Fred Warner comes in ninth on ESPN's Todd McShay's list of top inside linebackers available in the upcoming NFL draft. Warner will compete for the North team on Saturday in the Senior Bowl. 
Men's Hoops on the road tomorrow night to take on 16th-ranked St. Mary's. Cougars and Gales tip off at the 11 Eastern on BYU Radio and The Deuce, ESPN2 radio pregame at 10 Eastern with this guy. Thank you. The Mavs made it official about 10 minutes ago. Nice. It signed former BYU guard Kyle Collinsworth to a second 10-day contract. Again, that happened this morning. Collinsworth is averaging just under two points per game and one rebound in nine minutes of play. Our next guest is a man who helped us discover the BYU Sports Nation karma. He came on the show. The next game against San Diego, we had 28, which I think was a career high at BYU. It Maybe it's Skylar Halford. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. I, I thought about that on the way over, the karma. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> it's real. I've seen it too many times. It manifests itself strongly with you, that game. It was like, whoa, what is this? First, let's get your reaction to the news that Kyle Collinsworth gets a second 10-day contract. What's it like as a former teammate to see him in the NBA? I'm really happy for Kyle. I mean, as you guys know and most people do, Kyle works his tail off. He just is a hard worker, um, not only in the gym, but, you know, in the gym and outside of the gym. Obviously, we see all these things about, you know, taking care of his body and the books he's writing. He's, I mean, he's just the type of person that wants to be successful in every aspect of his life. And, I mean, I could go on and on about Kyle. I remember going over to his apartment one time, seeing goals written on his mirror and things like that. I mean, this kid's got aspirations. And so to see him get that second-day contract is big, and I hope he gets even more after that. We've got a a ton of basketball questions to ask you, but first and foremost, what are you up to these days? Yeah, so uh, since uh, my senior year, I have worked, and then I went back to school, actually. I'm, I'm looking to apply to physical therapy school in July. And then throughout the time since I've left, I've been doing uh, my business, Halford Hoops Training. And so I've been doing basketball trainings for kids of all ages, high school on down. Um, And I actually had some opportunities to train Ty uh, this summer, which was fun. And uh, so it's been a good outlet for me. You know, I rec basketball is not as good as as (laughs) playing playing here in the Marriott Center, but... uh, uh, so it's a good outlet to, you know, teach and share what I've learned with other kids, and I've loved it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to PT school and continue on with the trainings. So your former teammate, Tyler Haas, all-time leading scorer at BYU, he goes, hey, can you help me on some stuff? What's that, what's that conversation like? <laughs> it it was more of me reaching out to him. Like, he knew I was doing it, and I was like, hey, Ty, if there's any time you ever want to jump in, you know, let me know. We can get something working. You're like, you remember the Gonzaga game up there? Like, I had a pretty good game. Like, I can show you some stuff. <laughs> you know, I got a few things here and there to show you. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was fun working with him again. And um, Ty's a great competitor, so it was easy to, to work with him. And you post videos on Instagram, too. So mm-hmm. if people want to... Absolutely, Obviously, yeah. they can contact you and get mm-hmm. um, some more yeah, information from Instagram you. Yeah, we've got page up for Halford Hoops and a uh, Facebook page. And so you can follow trip uh, tips and training drills and things like that on there. I need some of this for my church ball hey, exploits. Anytime, Jerem. Anytime you can come. Yes, I know. You will be our guest. I just don't want to. I just don't want to be with like the ten-year-old <laughs> kids and not be able to do the move that they're doing. <laughs> the Instagram video. Do you have anything that can help someone be about six inches taller? Is you that know, something you can help me with? up with this new Halford Hoops formula that you drink? It's once it. No, I'm just kidding. I, would. I would buy that. I would buy that in a second. <laughs> uh, how closer do you get to watch this BYU team this year? You know, I've ever since I've left, I I keep pretty close tabs on on the games. We've been to a couple um, at the Marriott Center this year, and we usually watch most of them at home, if not at the game. Um, and so we're following pretty closely. My wife and I, we watch it quite a bit. What do you notice about this team that's seventeen and four, two losses in league, one in overtime, one by one on the road? The schematic changes, the personnel changes. What do you think of this group? It's 
a great group. I love watching these guys play. It's so much different from when I played. So it's like I'm sitting there and before, like the year after I played, like I'm seeing the things that we used to do and I can identify things better. But now it's really, I'm really having to dial in and figure out what the schemes are. And I think they've done a great job, you know, slowing it down. I was a little worried how that would go for them, but I think they've done a really good job transitioning to that. Uh, they're very balanced. Obviously, Elijah's and Yoli lead the team in scoring and things like that. But I feel like as a whole, defensively, on the defensive end, they're very balanced, very structured. Um, and so I like that about them. I really like the defensive uh, intensity and, and overall play since they've started focusing more on that. Really big game for BYU tomorrow night in Moraga. Obviously, BYU lost the game in overtime at home. Yeah. You've been a part of of this series, this rivalry, if you will. What, what are some of your best memories of this series against the Gales? Oh, man. Oh, there's. I remember, speaking of defense, we had probably the best defensive game that I can ever remember as a player when I was here against uh, the Gales my senior year at home. We beat them 82-60, to 60, I think it was. I had to check to make sure. But that was one of the best memories for me as far as playing against the Gales just because – they had no answer for everything we were doing offensively, defensively. And when you're in that zone as a player, there's no better feeling. So it was it was really good. That was one. I remember another one being when they retired Deladova's jersey mm-hmm. and we beat him that night there. Yep. That was, you know, that felt pretty good. That's inside. the one win in Moraga as a member of the WCC. Yeah. So That's the one. That, that, that was a pretty fun, funny story about that is, so me personally, I didn't feel like I had a whole lot to do with that one. I didn't play very well in the first half. So I didn't play a lot in the second half either. I think I had four or five, six minutes, something like that in the game total. But here I come. Last few minutes of the second half, coach needed a free throw shooter, so throw me in there. I just remember being nervous, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so cold. And I had to shoot those two free throws to put us up three, and then it ended up sealing the game. They had to take the three instead of the two. Anyway. So you are responsible single-handedly for that victory, you know, then. it's like the least contribution you ever have to put in <laughs> to getting the most yeah. for, for the win. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was great. That was the Eric Mika choke signal. <laughs> too. I didn't want to mention that, but since you brought it up. He's gone. That was Statue there of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler Halford, former BYU basketball players on BYU Sports Nation. We always like to explore the vitriol at St. Mary's. From the from a former player, Gonzaga, it's like there's this healthy respect, uh, but St. Mary's for some reason there's this edge to it that's different. Why is that in your opinion? You know, that's a great question. It's a hard one to answer. I think both teams are just. Uh, Coach Bennett does a great job over there, and he coaches his guys to play efficiently, play smart, and they're gritty. You know, and and I think when when you get two teams together like that, you, you get a grinded out battle into the end push, shove, you know, it gets physical. And, and I think that creates that rivalry. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a fun game to play in, but it's definitely physical and tough. Here's what won't be said out loud, in my opinion, about whether it's from the players or just the fan bases. BYU feels like it's better than St. Mary's in a lot of ways. Yet, St. Mary's is 4-9, and nine, or BYU is 4-9 and nine right. against them. Gonzaga, it's like, we can, we can swallow our pride and acknowledge that they're a better program. <laughs> like, it's... It's obvious. Yet, BYU's 5-7 and seven in the regular season, almost right. 500. There's something to it. Fan bases, gym size, mm-hmm. athleticism. Agree or disagree? No, I, you know, it's, it's interesting talking about the rivalry and which team is, you know, more of a rival. And hearing you guys talk to Coach Dudkins about it, too, 
It, for me, as a player, it was Gonzaga. That was the one you looked forward to, obviously because of the rankings and things that they, they're in. But uh, St. Mary's, like you, Coach Judkins mentioned, is you know, or maybe it was you, you guys, but they're always that team that BYU's been fighting for that second spot for. You know, and so that creates that added X factor. I don't know what it is, but it creates that tension between the team to really get over the top. And then you hope that you win that one game or maybe two against Gonzaga to tie for first or hopefully one day get that first place spot in the WCC. So that's kind of the vision I feel like at BYU we have um, is they're just in that second spot and we're in that third or vice versa and it just kind of flip-flops. We acknowledge that winning the league is really hard with Gonzaga in it. So, yeah, you're yeah. right, going for that second spot. Well, Skyler, it was great to have you uh, back in studio. Absolutely. Thanks for your insights. Yeah, so fun being here. Yeah. I'm just sad we don't get to shave your head again. You were the shave head guy. I, I forgot about that. I had almost forgotten with the sheep shears. We could, I was trying to think of a, of a bargain or, you know, bet or something, but well, I just couldn't think of anything. Spencer's like, dude, do you want to put your hair on the line? He said Gonzaga? this yesterday. He said yesterday. <laughs> I was like, uh, they've won three in a row. I'm pretty nervous. And it looks pretty good too. right now. You've upped your game. You know, I'll say that much. It looks so I, let's, let's just leave it. Let's yeah. not shave it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> the most viral moment we've ever had. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Skylar. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. Coming up. Kyle Collinsworth signs his second 10-day contract. We'll discuss coming up. And BYU has four Power 5 games in, the, in five weeks to start the 2018 season. Is that a big deal or a no deal? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play if you missed the show at noon Eastern. Watch the rebroadcast weeknights every night except for Tuesdays on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. Behind the mic with Greg Rubel is tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. I'm really look, I always look forward to Behind the Mic. Good show. Really looking forward to this. This is, this is pretty cool. Greg is going to have Duff Tittle, Brett Pine, and Kyle Chilton from BYU's Media Relations Department, all three on, on the program tonight. I'm really looking forward to that. Again, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. If you don't know who those guys are, they work behind the scenes, yeah. basically the PR arm of the athletic department for the teams, and they've got some great stories. Great guys. We work with those guys closely. Our Twitter question today, how would you best describe the 2018 BYU football schedule? At Grizzfather. Exciting. Road games are tough for sure, but let's shock the world and beat them all. That ain't happening. There t- there's too many tough games. There's too many tough games to win them all. I'm sorry. People don't like when I go get oh, real. Of little faith. It's Matthew Elite. No, he's not. He's very good, but he's not Elite. Like, you don't like it when I drop the truth bombs. I'm sorry. Your truth bombs are big deals. Are they? Yes. Which brings us to, thank you, big deal, no deal. <laughs> big deal. No deal. Big deal, no deal is presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, the producer. Gives us a sentence, and we decide if that's a big deal or a no deal. Benjamin. I give you this sentence. What is the sentence? Uh, You said I give you a sentence. I gave you a sentence. (laughs) Big deal, no deal. BYU football starting the season with four of five games against Power 5 teams. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's going to determine whether or not the season is successful or not, ultimately. I guess it depends on what you would consider success, but yeah, it's going to set up. This season up. going to a bowl game. Yes, so I mean, it's, it's going to have a major effect on whether or not that's possible. So yeah, it's a big deal. It's too big of a deal. If BYU wins 40% of its Power 5 it's games, too big generally, deal no deal. you're getting 
max two wins in that, probably, right? At Arizona and Cal, you're hoping to win the first two, and then you're licking your wounds at Wisconsin and at Washington in all likelihood, McNeese State. Three and two would be an amazing start to the first five. What if they go four and one and the one loss is to McNeese State? That's not happening. Number two. (laughs) Big deal, no deal. Having the Utah game as the final game of the season. How's it not a big deal? This is fantastic. This is where it always was. It's good to have it back there. It provides some context late in November. Sometimes that's been tough with some of these BYU independent schedules just due to the nature of the beast. Big deal, baby. It's a big deal. It's like you said, it's where it had been. It just feels right, and it will be an even bigger deal if that game decides whether or not Utah goes to a bowl game. Oh, well, and BYU. BYU could be fine. BYU will already have six wins before that. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll see. Number three. It's going to be a bigger deal when it's the first game of the season coming up in a year or two. And we do countdown to the U's. And it's a whole summer of build-up. I'll be in on that. Big deal, no deal. Dalton Nixon being healthy and in the lineup for this week's game at St. Mary's. I think it's a really big deal. One of the reasons. Really big. A really big deal because Dave Rose thinks it's a big deal. Mm. He did not play in the first matchup. And one of the things that Dalton had was doing a really good job of before his injury was rebounding, especially offensive rebounding. I think that could be huge. It's not just the fact that you have another big body that you could put on Landale, but his ability to give BYU possibly more offensive possessions because of his offensive rebounding I think is a really big deal. I, I love the fact that he's in this lineup. For one thing, he wouldn't be on Landale. He'd be on probably but, but what Krebs I mean, on the outside. But it's Well, I'm just saying another body that yeah. you can throw, whether it's help, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I think it's a big deal. Dalton, I think... In a game that came down to the last possession in regulation, can Dalton Nixon be an offensive rebound, a tap back, a steal, a block uh, away from helping this team if it comes down to the wire, have an extra possession or two or three that it would not have had had he not been in the game? If Dalton Nixon plays December 30th uh, in that game and, and BYU, if he plays in that game, does BYU win it? I don't know, but I like to think that maybe a possession or two goes BYU's way with him in it. Number four. Big deal, no deal. A fridge dying due to Spencer Linton cleaning it. Full disclosure, we have a mini fridge in our office. Uh, Jason, Spencer, and I share an office. Yesterday, can we play the piano music? Yesterday, the fridge uh, passed away at the age of four. uh, Technically, it passed away this morning. It passed away this morning. Yes. Uh, As we went to clean it out, Spencer Linton uh, went to clean it out. Yes. He was doing a really good thing. He was, was doing clean. a nice thing, cleaning it out, because it was scrubbed, ganasty. Yeah, this morning, uh, Jason plugged it in, and uh, it was not revived. Our refrigerator at the age of four. It's also giving out some sort of chemical smell, which probably isn't healthy We're for us to be in We're probably going to die of carbon monoxide when we get back. It's a big deal, because now we don't have anything to put our food in. So we looked on KSL this morning, and uh, we found, like, a Batman mini fridge or something I'm that we're gonna, sure that's going to be ours by the end of the we're going to get 60 bucks that's a good deal i think that is big deal no deal thank you for joining us on that one <laughs> our twitter question how would you and thanks spencer for cleaning that out i think how would you best describe the 2018 boa football schedule let's go to twitter tweet, tweet. at jelly belly kelly the female fans would appreciate if the utah state game remains on friday amen to that that's why i question you know Will that still be a Friday game in the future so that it doesn't conflict with uh, you know, the, the women's session? Uh, it's a tough 2018 schedule, especially on the road. But overall, I think it will not be as tough as last year. 
I'm not sure. I think be, I think because there's more road games um, that are tough, I think it could be equal to or tougher than last year. You know, again, though, it goes back to we, we don't know what BYU team is going to be facing of these P5 teams. True. Because there's we, so many unknowns right. with the new coaching staff, new scheme, got players coming back from injuries. So yeah. you, you really don't know at this point what BYU team will face this. To be, to be fair, there could be a Michigan State on the schedule, right? Sure, absolutely. They were a college football playoff one year. They were a four-win team the next. You know, what, Like, we'll see. I, I just When you stack them all up, generally speaking, I look at that schedule and I go, oh, boy. If you get to a bowl game, that's good. Uh, that's at, just too tough. Yes. At BYU for me, being a football fan, I recognize there are two teams on the field. I like to see a good team play and would hope it was BYU. But when both teams play well, I go home satisfied seeing a good game. I'm rarely satisfied in a loss. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I can't, uh, at, can't, I can't find that joy after, a, after an L. Yeah. At 86 WI Coog. Daunting beginning again. Can you get through September... Uh, second and third, if so, good shot for seven and five regular season, which would include a road win at UMass. Uh, please, if you don't get two wins in September, could be a fight to get to six and six in a bowl game. September is key, man. Like we had the Furious Five, now it's the September to remember with four Power Five. Is games. that what we're going with? Who knows? Four uh, Power Five games in five weeks. I thought Ben had a new nickname for three it. on the road. We'll have to come up with a good nickname for September. We've got uh, roughly 220 days to do so, so I'm not really in a hurry. It's not roughly. It's exactly 220 days. Well, we don't know what time the game is, so it could it's be right now. No, it's change. It's if, kicking off right now in 220 days. It is not days. kicking off at 1051 Mountain Time. <laughs> you don't know that if the time's been announced? 51 after? <laughs> come on, man. Sometimes these, these kickoffs get pushed. There could Hopefully be an BYU early game does. at like 6 a.m. that pushes the BYU game. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I've got to go, by the way. There's what? a Tom Homo uh, press conference right. in the annex. I'm literally leaving. Jason's going to take the last segment himself. That's right. Is Fred Warner switching positions at the Senior Bowl for bringing it up? Probably. That and more in the Cougar Whip Around. This is BYU Sports Nation. Love you guys. Bye. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thank you to today's guests, Jeff Judkins, Skylar Halford, both joining us in Studio B today. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Future guests will include Greg Rubel and St. Mary's play-by-play Alex Jensen. Both guys will join us on the show tomorrow. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Football. The Cougars announcing that the 2018 football schedule is complete. BYU will face four Power 5 teams in the first five games of the season. The season opener is in Tucson against the Arizona Wildcats on September 1st. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner coming in ninth on ESPN's Todd McShay's list of top inside linebackers available in the NFL draft. That's a little newsworthy as he played outside linebacker, obviously, for BYU. Warner will compete for the North team on Saturday in the Senior Bowl. Men's basketball. The Cougars on the road tomorrow night taking on the 16th-ranked Gales of St. Mary's. Huge game for the Cougars. The game tips off at 11 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio. You can watch on ESPN2. I will have a radio pregame beginning at 10 Eastern time. Jimmer scored 38 points in a 113-105 Shanghai Sharks loss to the Zhejiang Lions. 
if that's right. Cougars in the NBA. And if it's not right, I, I don't know. The Mavs made it official by signing former BYU guard Kyle Collinsworth to a second 10-day contract. That happened this morning. Collinsworth is averaging two points per game and one rebound. He's also playing about nine minutes a contest. Athletics News. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo is holding his semi-annual media Q&A in about five minutes. That's happening at 1 Eastern time. Obviously, I'm going solo. That's because Jerem Jordan is on his way over to be a part of that. You can follow at Jerem Jordan and at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter for updates on what's going on during the media Q&A. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. How about for the rise and shout, we give it to Kyle Collinsworth. Once again, back in the NBA. That's right, absolutely. He signed the two-way contract with the Mavs. He was released, but that was more formalities. They brought him back on a 10-day. That expired. Brought him back officially earlier today. So congratulations to Kyle Collinsworth. Back with his favorite team, which makes the whole thing even cooler, the fact that he grew up a Dallas Mavericks fan, getting to hang out with Dirk Nowitzki. So our rising shout going to Kyle Collinsworth. Twitter question today. How would you best describe the 2018 BYU football schedule? At Ames Flames, it's too much. Sure, it would look really good for us to beat those teams, but we don't. We lose. We're setting ourselves, or at least me, up for heartbreak. And let's be honest, it really is all about the individual person. Hashtag quit playing games with my heart. Uh, At Lacey Dentist. Stop me if you've heard this one before. One and four with the win against an FCS team and four losses to P5. Still excited to go cheer on my Cougars in person at Husky Stadium. Hashtag being a realist. Our elite tweet of the day comes from at YFangirl underscore JB. She says, difficult, especially those away games, a tough test for a new offensive staff. That's true. I mean, as we were talking about, it's a new offensive staff. You've got a lot of guys coming back from injuries. Not 100% sure what we're going to see from BYU because right now they don't know either. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand. Check out BYUSN.com. For Jerem, I'm Jason. Shout out to Brett Jepson, BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow. Again, Greg Rubel and Alex Jensen previewing the big BYU basketball game at St. Mary's. Tune in tomorrow, noon Eastern.